because this crap is telling me who the f I am. That's not how a champion behaves. Yeah, my African brother. That's not how all man behaves. Yeah, what's up? Get the up. Don't do He's behaving like a child. I'm African, but I ain't no brother of yours. Israel Adesanya versus Drakus Duplessi only goes one of two ways, and they couldn't be more different. I'm going to break down how we got to this fight, the strengths and weaknesses of each fighter, and ultimately who I think does win this fight. Drakus Duplessi just delivered a very unexpected performance against Robert Whittaker, where he completely destroyed one of the most skilled fighters in the UFC as a whole. To truly appreciate the weight of that victory, you have to understand that Drakus is the first man outside of Israel Adesanya to defeat Whittaker at middleweight. There is now no question as to the danger that Drakus Duplessis poses to every UFC middleweight, including the champion. Which brings us to his likely next opponent in Israel Adesanya. The two had quite the interesting exchange in the octagon after Drakus beat Whitaker, which will likely make the story leading up to the fight very ugly. And while I don't want to be too divisive here, the racial and ethnic undertones of this potential matchup have already been on full display. In case you're unfamiliar, Drakus is a South African-born fighter, and he's made it very clear that he takes pride in his goal to win the title and bring the belt back to Africa. And he's made several comments on this topic which have rubbed other fighters and champions of African heritage the wrong way, namely Kamaru Usman and Israel Adesanya. Some of these fighters feel as though Drikus is disregarding their heritage due to the fact that they have since moved out of Africa into other countries. And now, this uncomfortable conversation originally around nationality has developed a racial element, given Israel Adesanya calling Drikus a crap and calling him various expletives in the octagon. It's unfortunate because while I do understand the perspective of both fighters, I feel particularly bad for Drikus because he seems to have genuine pride in his heritage and seems to have absolutely no interest in making this fight about race. He seems like a genuinely nice person and I would be shocked to find out if he was actually racist. He just perhaps didn't choose his words carefully and is now stuck in a situation where he is on the back foot of a very tense conversation. And regardless of who you may agree with, I hope this rivalry doesn't get any worse because this this is not what this sport is about. But that's where their history stems from, and with Israel Adesanya coming off a momentous victory over Alex Pereira to recapture the middleweight title, this is a massive feud to kick off his second title reign. So let's break down this fight, starting with their attributes. Both of these men fight at 185 pounds. However, Israel Adesanya comes at 6 foot 4 inches tall, which is a 3 inch height advantage over Drikas Duplessis at 6 foot 1. Adesanya also comes in with an 80 inch reach, enjoying a 4 inch reach advantage over Drikas at 76 inches in reach. Duplessis is also 29 years old, which is 5 years younger than Izzy at 34 years old. And when it comes to their stances, both of these men do very well from both orthodox and southpaw. Now, these attributes tell us a few things we already know. Israel Adesanya has the ability to use his height and reach to keep his opponents at bay and pick them apart. However, Israel is towards the twilight of the historically prime age of performance for UFC fighters, that being the early 30s. I'm not sure that it will come to play in this fight, but it's something we do have to consider, especially as Drikus enters that prime age. But attributes on paper can only tell us so much. Let's look at the careers of both fighters. Israel Adesanya needs very little introduction. He built a career as an ultra-talented kickboxer and transitioned that skill set very well into mixed martial arts. He made his UFC debut in 2018 at 11-0 and finished Rob Wilkinson, a man who later became the PFL at heavyweight champion. In his next two fights, he won two decisions over Marvin Vittori and Brad Tavares. But the performance that elevated his status was his second round knockout 
over Derek Brunson. That earned him the opportunity to show off his skills against middleweight goats Anderson Silva. And at the end of the fun matchup, Izzy won the decision. Then in April 2019, Israel went to war against Kelvin Gastelum in an instant classic to capture the interim middleweight championship. And just a few months later, Israel knocked out Robert Whittaker to unify the titles and cement himself as the best middleweight in the world. Then began Izzy's first title reign. He defended his belt against Yoel Romero in a very boring fight. Then excitingly finished Paulo Costa at UFC 253. After that, he dared to be great by challenging Jan Blachowicz for the light heavyweight title, but did not succeed. Then Izzy returned to middleweight and gathered three more title defenses against Marvin Vittori, Robert Whittaker, and Jared Cannonier. Then in late 2022, Israel was shockingly finished by perpetual rival Alex Pereira to lose his championship. But of course, he came back and got an even more spectacular knockout in 2023 to recapture the title. That's a long road for Israel Adesanya, especially compared to Drikas's road. After becoming a Waco world champion in kickboxing, Drikas made a name for himself in mixed martial arts through EFC Africa, where he developed a four-fight finishing streak before suffering his first loss in 2014 via submission. After that loss, Drikas went on an eight-fight finishing streak made up of mostly rear naked chokes and guillotines. Along the way, he won the EFC welterweight championship, the EFC middleweight championship, and the KSW welterweight championship. However, in 2018, he immediately lost his KSW title via third round knockout. But after Drakus's second ever loss, he had two more fights in KSW and EFC before finally making his UFC debut. Drakus made a splash in 2020 by getting a first round knockout over Marcus Perez. Then in 2021, Drakus scored another knockout against Trevin Giles. He followed that up with his 2022 fight against Brad Tavares, which became the first and only decision of his career. A few months later, Drakus took on former welterweight title contender Darren Till and submitted him in the third round. In early 2023, Drikas had Derek Brunson battered and exhausted enough for his corner to throw in the towel. And then of course, in July 2023, Drikas had his best performance against his toughest opponent in Robert Whittaker. Those are two very different paths that have somehow led to each other and have very revealing details. Both of these men are very dangerous and when you compare their shared opponents, they both finished Derek Brunson, both finished Robert Whittaker, and both had decisions to Brad Tavares. So while Drikas may not have had the fan base behind Behind him to this point, he more than deserves the respect of the community as a formidable threat to Israel Adesanya. But to know how the fight goes, we need to know how their skills match up. Israel Adesanya's game is something that will be very familiar to a lot of fans. He uses his long and lanky attributes to keep his opponents at the end of his reach as he uses his fluid movement to not allow his opponents to pressure him. And while he dances around his opponents with unmatched footwork, he picks them apart with all kinds of strikes from different angles. His constant stance switching makes it hard to identify where the power shots will come from, especially since he can knock you out with clean left hooks and powerful right hands alike. But leading up to his knockouts, Israel is a master of using his kicks to work his way up into more devastating strikes. He enjoys tearing up his opponent's legs with vicious low kicks until their mobility is limited and he can start setting up fight-ending head kicks. Over 30% of Izzy's total strikes have targeted the legs of his opponents, with the remaining distribution being 50% to the head and 19% to the body. It's also worth mentioning that Izzy's constant use of feints makes his opponents very hesitant to close the distance. But surprisingly, despite enjoying his lengthy reach, Izzy has no problem engaging in the pocket, where he tends to throw tight hooks and body shots to end the fight. Some of his best work is at very tight ranges. Izzy also demonstrates world-class fighting IQ, particularly in choosing the right time to swarm his opponent for the finish. 
He seems to always know when to be patient and when to go for the kill. However, it is not all sunshine and rainbows for Adesanya as two men have already given the blueprint to how to potentially beat the stylebender. Israel Adesanya has struggled with powerful grapplers like Jan Blachowicz who was able to hold down Adesanya and deliver a strong ground and pound. Even Alex Pereira was able to take Adesanya down and give him problems. Despite this, Izzy has defended 78% of the takedowns that have come his way, but has only successfully finished 14% of his offensive takedowns. Granted, Izzy may not be a grappler, but he's never been submitted. However, he also has never fought someone with as many submission wins as Drikas Duplessis. Izzy clearly wants to stand and knock you out, but as we saw with Pereira, Izzy has lost to a powerful striker who can carry that power into the later rounds. So a poor matchup for Izzy would be a powerful striker who poses a serious grappling threat. Sound like someone you know? Drikas' fighting style can be described as a bulldozer. He comes in to take your head off, searching for powerful punches directed at his opposition's head. And it's clear that he has power and that he can summon this power even after he's been hurt or exhausted. He loves to deliver combinations of straight punches as he lunges forward at his opponents, which puts them on the back foot and pressures them into making an error that allows Drikas to finish the fight. Surprisingly, his significant strike defense is nearly the same as Adesanya's, but he absorbs more strikes per minute, which is likely the result of the insane pace that Drikas sets in his fights. Drikas and his opponents are often battered and tired just after the first round, which is not a sustainable way to fight for most people. People. But Drikas weaponizes that to exhaust his opponents and find the openings to finish them. And when it comes to wrestling and grappling, Drikas has been successful in 50% of his takedown attempts in the UFC. And despite only having one submission in the UFC, Drikas has 10 submission wins overall, with 9 of them coming from just rear naked chokes and guillotines. So Drikas is a very powerful puncher deep into the rounds, and when the fight hits the ground, he's more than capable of finishing you. But this relentless style comes at a cost. Drikas is historically known to get tired very early early in his fights, which has gotten him into some very sticky situations. However, he has always managed to overcome the exhaustion to secure a victory, which may even make him more dangerous. And on top of that, he has recently gotten no surgery, which he claims resolved his cardio issue. And given his stellar performance against Robert Whittaker, this may actually be the case because he had his foot on the gas and he wasn't slowing down. But even if we look past the cardio, we can't ignore that Drikas is a headhunter with nearly 70% of his shots being aimed at the head of his opponents. And if you pair this with the fact that he tends to rush in and not prioritize his footwork, this is a glaring mistake, especially across a sniper like Israel Adesanya. And if we look just one layer deeper, Drikas has only had one decision in his career, win or loss. For the most part, he either finishes his opposition or he gets finished himself, whereas Israel Adesanya has no trouble winning a decision. The issue arises if Drikas expects to be able to finish Adesanya and doesn't properly prepare for 25 minutes of war. So that's where we stand, an unstoppable bulldozer barreling towards a sniper in a tower, but how does each guy win? Well, like I said in the beginning, this fight seems to only go one of two ways. The path for Israel Adesanya seems very clear. Keep Drikas on the outside and pick him apart with leg kicks to slow his rushing forward movement. I'd even like to see more body kicks from Adesanya to see if he can expose the cardio issues that Drikas has experienced in the past. By hurting the body and the legs, Drikas would become more vulnerable and might telegraph his attacks more as he closes the distance. This would allow Adesanya to catch Drikas as he comes in with a variety of different strikes. Israel would of course have to be patient if he drops or stuns Drikas because Drikas is always dangerous. But once Izzy has Drikas on the back foot, he has more than enough experience to pick his shots carefully to warrant a TKO or even a KO finish. I know some of you might suggest that Izzy can also just pick Drikas apart to win a decision, but given Drikas' fighting style and pace and the animosity Adesanya has for Drikas, I don't think a decision is in the cards for this fight. Which brings me to Drikas' path to victory. There are not a lot of ways Drikas beats Adesanya, which is not an insult to Drikas, but more so a compliment to Adesanya. 
For Drikas to become the middleweight champion, I believe it would have to be on the ground. Not via submission, because I think Israel's dimensions will make it hard for Drikas to secure either a guillotine or rear naked choke. But rather, I think Drikas would need to get Israel Adesanya on the ground, either by securing a knockdown over the champion or timing a proper wrestling exchange. From there, Drikas would have the advantage and I think would have the skills necessary to rain down sufficient punches and elbows to warrant a finish. He can acquire a finish similar to how Pereira finished Adesanya in the UFC, but I think this is much more realistic. However, the longer the fight goes, the less likely this outcome is to happen, unless of course Drikas tries to wrestle Adesanya very early in this fight. I would love to see Drikas really go for the grappling exchanges in round 1 and round 2 in order to drain Adesanya and find the openings for the finish. And once again, Drikas getting a decision over Adesanya seems very unlikely to me. So which one of these outcomes seems more likely to me? I do think that Israel Adesanya not only has more ways to win, but how he wins is a more sustainable and battle-tested championship strategy for him historically. Israel Adesanya via KOTKO seems like the most reasonable choice. However, I do want to give Drakus the respect in that a KOTKO victory for him is well within the realm of possibility. So I'll lean 80% towards Adesanya, 20% towards Drakus, which is much more of a chance than I've given most of Adesanya's opposition. I don't really mind who wins because on the one hand, Drikas seems like the nicest guy ever, and him being champion would not only really shake things up, but could birth one of the most electrifying feuds in UFC history. But on the other end, I love seeing the story of greatness unfold in real time, and Israel Adesanya is nothing if not great. But what do you guys think? Do you agree with my assessment? Who actually wins this fight and how? Let me know down below, like, subscribe, do all the things, and I'll catch you in the next one.